Today we look at how the Islanders could get better from within, but why it's better off that they make a hockey trade to improve this team. And a big deadline approaching for Oliver Wallstrom. We've got that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can now also hear us on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just do a search for Locked On Islanders. Plenty to talk about on today's show. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment about something we've discussed, or maybe something you'd like us to talk about on a future episode, feel free to send us an email. LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com is the email address, and if you leave your name and your your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings throughout the offseason, hirings, firings, trade rumors, free agency, you name it. We'll cover it for you here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. So, the Islanders did not get Alex Dabrinkit, and so much fallout, basically, from this discussion. And according to Andrew Gross of Newsday, the package that Lou Lamorello had put together for Dabrinkit included J.G. Pajot, Oliver Wallstrom. It had to include a couple more picks based on the actual haul that uh, Ottawa got from Detroit. It was logically a first-round pick, whether it be in 2024 or 2025, and either another pick or a middle-of-the-road prospect. Maybe a fourth-round pick is what... uh, Detroit gave up, so let's even assume it's a first and a fourth, just like Detroit's. But, you know, that never went through. And apparently, according to Gross, the package of Pajot and Wallstrom was not enough to really get the Senators excited about trading with the Islanders. Now, obviously, the fact that Debrinkit is a Michigan kid 
wanted to go back to Detroit. That's all part of it. But the fact that Pajot and Wallstrom weren't enough sort of speaks volumes about where the Islanders are as far as up against the cap, no money to spend, got to move out contracts to try to get the team to be better in a hockey trade, and what the Islanders are offering based on age, salary, and skill level is not all that enticing to a lot of teams, and and that certainly has to be frustrating. And I guess the, the big picture question is, can the Islanders be a better team this year based on where they're at right now than they were a year ago? And... Again, assuming they don't make any more moves, and let's say Oliver Wallstrom comes back, where is this team? Can they be better? Well, it's a twofold answer. On the one hand, yeah, they can be. Why? Well, okay. Oliver Wallstrom will be here a full year. He'll have his family with him. He'll be better adjusted to the Islanders' system, his teammates, and life on Long Island. He'll be settled in. And that is definitely a plus. Same for Pierre Engvall. He had amazing chemistry with Brock Nelson and Kyle Palmieri. He'll be here for a year. He, if you prorate his Islander statistics over a full 82-game season, yeah, that's like 22-23 goals in a year for a, a, a guy who is a second or third line winger. That's not terrible. He gives you the speed that they've been missing since Anthony Bavillier was traded. Yeah, he can be better. Can other players on this team be better? Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about Oliver Wallstrom. Can he replace Zach Parise if Parise retires? Or let's even put it a different way. Can he get to 21 goals, which is what Parise scored last year, or even slightly exceed it? Yeah. Maybe he can if he ever proves that he reach, you know, can reach the, the potential that the Islanders hoped he could reach. He's still never done it over a full season, but there are reasons to believe he's capable of it. And look, last year, what would he have had? 14, maybe, okay, he was on pace for 15 goals, let's say, maybe 16 over a full season. He's got to up his game and be better. He's healthy, he's back, you would think he could do that. Obviously, you think that Noah Dobson can have a better season this year than he did last year, especially in his own zone. His confidence level should be on the rise. Overall, it just makes sense that Dauber could have a better year. Certainly, uh, Samuel Bolduc is capable if he gets to be an everyday player of getting there. And then we still don't know whether or not a player like Ruslan Iskakov, Matthew Maggio, William Dufour, could any of them actually help out? Hudson Fashing will be up pre- uh, presumably for a whole year. Simon Holmstrom will have an extra year under his belt. He should be more comfortable. Hopefully he could take a step forward. All of those are reasons why, even without a major addition, this team could be better. But there's a lot of reasons why 
Oh, yeah, and let's add Matthew Barzal, healthy again, hopefully plays a whole year. But there are reasons why this team could take a step back. You're already assuming that all the players we mentioned stay healthy for a whole year. I can guarantee you right now, they will not. Some of the players, this is hockey, it's a contact sport, some of these guys are going to get hurt at some point. Do the Islanders have the depth to help if these players go down? Brock Nelson stayed healthy. Anders Lee stayed healthy for a full year. Dobson only missed four games. Uh, You have a lot of players on this team age 30 and above. Those players tend to get injured more often, and when they do get injured, it takes them a little longer to recover. So... That's sort of a flip side of everything. Could Sebastian Ajo regress? Possibly. Could Brock Nelson take a step back from 36 goals and 75 points? Maybe. Uh, you know, will Kyle Palmieri stay healthy? Pelik and Pulak, they didn't both stay healthy over the course of the entire season. Pulak did. Pelik did not. He missed 21 games. Assuming these injuries happen, there isn't a lot of depth. And the other aspect of it that obviously concerns Islander fans. This team, with a lot of older players, they're all a year older, and the teams around the Islanders in the conference, Washington, Pittsburgh, Columbus, New Jersey, Carolina, Buffalo, Ottawa, Detroit, all of these teams have made moves over the course of the offseason to get better. And the Islanders predominantly brought back their own guys. Nothing wrong with bringing them back, in theory. But when you're this far up against the cap and you barely squeaked into the playoffs on the last day of the season, and other teams around you who, you know, what was uh, Pittsburgh two points behind, Florida one point behind, Washington not that far behind. Uh, Certainly Buffalo, Detroit, and Ottawa are young and -and up-and-coming teams. When those teams made moves to get better, and you more or less brought back the old gang, relatively speaking, you, you may be just as good as last year. You may even be a little better. But if the other teams in the conference around you are better, you may not make the playoffs, even if you're a slightly better team. So... It's up in the air, and on the most optimistic view of everything, could the Islanders be better even if they don't make the hockey trade that Lou Lamorello has talked about? Yeah, they could be, but they could also stay the same or regress, and with the other teams in the conference getting better and the Islanders' older players getting a year older and the farm system depleted, There's a lot of questions about the future of this team. Still hoping that Lou Lamorello makes that hockey trade, whether it's for a puck-moving defenseman or a goal-scoring winger. And we will discuss all of that throughout the week and beyond here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have got a lot more to get to. We're going to talk Oliver Wallstrom, deadline approaching to, to deal with his situation. We'll talk about that. And we'll answer your email questions. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. 
Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting on Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you could spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit that first home run. And hey, Yankee fan, Met fan, fan of another team, you'll find plenty of interesting odds, bets, and props and opportunities on FanDuel. It's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use, and when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. So, again, there are reasons this team could be better. There are reasons they could be roughly the same. And there are reasons they could regress. The problem is the same, which is sort of in the middle of all this, is we barely made the playoffs. When you got all these older players, you want to try to win now or you need to break up the old gang. We know Lou isn't going to do that. So you need to get better now. Let's hope there is a plan B for Lou Lamorello and the Islanders. And again, we'll have more on that later on in the week. Meanwhile, you know, Oliver Wallstrom remains unsigned. He is officially a restricted free agent right now. And the deadline to deal with Wallstrom is 5 o'clock Eastern time on Saturday, July 15th. That becomes, you know, the sort of a deadline for when the uh, when Wallstrom would need to sign his tender. And we'll see whether or not the Islanders are able to figure that out and, and sign him to a new deal because it's still sort of just sitting there up in the air. And look, let, let's, let's face it, uh, right now, Oliver Wallstrom remains an unknown. And the Islanders can certainly hope that he develops into that player that the Islanders believed he could be. That he can be that 20, 25, maybe someday even 30 goal scorer. But we're coming up on that deadline. And whether or not the Islanders will be able to sign Wallstrom, whether they want to trade him as part of a deal, which apparently he was going to be part of the Red Wings deal, or whether they want to keep him, uh, it remains an open question. Now, July 15th, 5 o'clock Eastern time, that's the deadline for Wallstrom to sign his qualifying offer. So, let's see whether or not uh, Wally does that. And again, you know, the Islanders can be 10% over the cap before the regular season starts. And they would need to resolve it. But, you know, before opening night on October 14th, they need to be under the cap. But it doesn't seem to me to be that difficult for them to get there. Uh, Certainly... 
Ross Johnston gets sent down to Bridgeport, that probably cancels out roughly Oliver Wallstrom's contract. Uh, you know, Johnston has a $1.1 million deal. If his contract is off the books, you then have about $1.4 million to fit Wallstrom in. Probably going to be able to do that. Don't think he's going to make more than that. Why? Well, if you think about it, Oliver Wallstrom, over the course of his career, has not yet really proven anything. Never scored more than 13 goals in a season. Never scored more than 24 points in a season. And oh yeah, by the way, that 13-goal, 24-point season in 73 games back in 2021 20. 22. His best season statistically, 2020-2021, when in 44 games he had 12 goals and 21 points. That puts him on about a 20-goal, 40-point uh, or 39-point kind of a pace. Not, you know, 21 goals, 39, 40 points. Doing the math in my head. That's not elite, but you know what? Wallstrom, he's 6'2", 205. He's only 23 years old, just turned 23 last month. Former first-round pick, one of the last that the Islanders uh, still have who has not really established himself as a full-time NHL player. And, you know, at getaway day, Wallstrom said he's healthy, he'll be ready for training camp, and he envisions himself as that power forward. He's worked on putting on some muscle and getting ready to play a power forward role. Well, boy, oh boy, could the Islanders use that, whether he's in the top six or on the third line. You know, that's sort of still up in the air as to what kind of a role he'll have. But, you know... It, it, it really becomes up in the air as to whether Wally is a top six kind of guy or a third line guy. I don't think the fourth line is ideally suited to his skill set. He certainly has a good shot, whether he can get it off quickly enough or uh, often enough. He has to prove that. But Oliver Wallstrom's sort of... Uh, Deadline, fast approaching, and I would be surprised if a team like the Islanders, which is looking for more offense, would not give an opportunity to their most NHL-ready prospect or young player who is still has the potential to be that guy who can give you the 20, 25 goals to give up on him right now unless it is part of a hockey trade that really brings in somebody good. You're not going to save a lot of money by trading Wallstrom. The only thing you hope to do is to find a team that is interested in him so that you can bring in that player you really want to get to make this team better. It's up in the air it's to be determined, but at least we'll have an out uh, more news about this by Saturday afternoon slash early evening, and hopefully 
the news is good regarding Oliver Wallstrom. So we will keep you up to date on Twitter uh, regarding all things Oliver Wallstrom and all things Islanders. Uh, so make sure you stick around and we'll talk more about that. We have got more to come on today's show. We have a very special Islanders birthday of the day. One of the most popular players in the first decade of Islanders history. Plus, we're going to answer a couple of your mailbag questions. We've got that and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. So let's get to some of your questions. I always enjoy the uh Q&A. And this one is from Bobby D in Staten Island. And, you know, Bobby D says, I don't know if the New York Islanders can be great Stanley Cup contenders at this point in time. Three teams really stand out in my mind in the tough and competitive Metropolitan Division. The Hurricanes, the Rangers, and the Devils. They're all improved teams, and they made some very good signings. In the Atlantic Division, you have four teams that are very tough and competitive. Boston, Toronto, Florida, Tampa Bay. Out West, Vegas, Seattle, Edmonton, all tough. Uh, I'm not really feeling confident at this point in time that the Islanders are going to be a strong powerhouse team this upcoming season when the roster seems the same as it did. So... You know, we talked about this, Bobby, and I think you're right, but the Islanders are also a tough team to play against, and they can be good. Regarding Semyon Varlamov, Bobby continues, uh, I think he's been okay, let in some soft and questionable goals, in my opinion, but uh, let's hope Lou Lamarillo and the Islanders can improve this roster by training camp and or the start of the upcoming season. Islander fans have paid thousands and thousands of dollars for tickets and merchandise. They have their new arena. Let's hope the Islanders can do better for the fans and upgrade this team. And then Bobby goes on in uh, another email and he says, I do respect Lou Lamorello. He's a Hall of Fame GM. Had great success winning three cups with the Devils. But the Islanders have... Ten players on their roster, 30 and older. Parise, Martin, Varlamov, Mayfield, Lee, Pajot, Clutterbuck, Zizekas, Nelson, Palmieri. Not saying that these players are not capable, but maybe some of them are a little past their prime. Why can't the Islanders win a cup since 1983? What are the reasons and excuses? Can the Islanders really sign two big elite talented players. I hope so. Uh, And he mentions a power forward like Kevin Hayes, John Tavares. Let's see if Lula Morello can do it, though. Also, uh, Bobby says, I think an 80s night would be fun, and the Islanders could wear white jerseys for the home game and play some 80s music like they did at the Old Barn and, and maybe even play the volunteer fire siren when the Islanders score a goal. So, Bobby D., thank you for the question. I know you, you wrote two or three pretty long emails. I tried to sort of cherry pick uh, what you said. As far as the Cups, there's a lot of reasons. You're going back over 40 years of time, whether it was ownership that wouldn't spend money or couldn't spend money, whether it was uh, some bad drafts, some bad trades, uh, 
now Lou Lamarillo's poor management of the cap has a lot to do with it. So I, I think, you know, that is part of it. But realistically, it is tough to make moves now because there is no cap space and the Islanders need to move cap out in order to bring talented players in. I'm not saying it won't happen, but I'm saying it's not going to be easy. And I'll say this, it could still not take place until we get to the trade deadline. My strategy is still, I'd rather have that puck-moving defenseman now and try to get the goal scorer at the trade deadline. Let's see. One more email, Damien from uh, Buffalo. Uh, Every day or here, once again, we didn't land the big fish in free agency. It's just been frustrating because we were told as soon as we got a new arena, that was going to be changing and we can go out and get those big free agent signings. Apparently, we still can't do that. Where do we go from here? Though I agree with you, Gil, I think we need to go after that secondary market of a puck-moving defenseman. I hope we don't go after Carlson, but who do you think the Islanders should target as that puck-moving defenseman? Thanks, Damien. Carlson's still out there. I can't imagine the Islanders getting him. Uh, Just because, you know, it's $11 million uh, to sign him, even if the Sharks take, you know, three, three and a half million, you're still talking a lot of money. He's also on the wrong side of 30. He'll never match the season he had this past year. So leaving that. To me, the the best option available right now remains Matt Dumba, the former uh, Minnesota Wild D-man. His numbers are on the way down since he had 50 points back in 17-18, but he's still effective in his own end. He can help the Islanders' transition game, and he's only 28 years old, averaged more than 21 minutes a game last year, four goals, 10 assists, so the offense wasn't really there. But a 10-year veteran, he would be a solid addition, and to me... You know, he's the kind of guy who could replace a Sebastian Ajo in this lineup. There may be some other players available via trade, but there's not a lot of great uh, free agents still out there. And again, even if they're going to sign Dumba, who is a free agent, got to move Cap out to move Cap in. Well, thank you very much, Damian from Buffalo, for being an everydayer and for a very good question. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And yesterday, Monday, was the 75th birthday of former Islanders goalie Chico Resch. Glenn, Chico Resch, only 5'9", a buck 65. You could be that small and be a goalie back in the 70s and 80s. Very few goalies that small still in the league. Joined the Islanders for a couple of games in 73-74. But by 74-75, he and Billy Smith were splitting time. He remains the Islanders' all-time leader in shutouts with 25, uh, although I'm sure Ilya Sorokin is very much on his way to matching that. Resch, one of the first goalies to paint his mask, and he painted uh, a map of Long Island across the front of the old fiberglass masks that he wore, made him even more famous, got the nickname Chico because he looked like Freddie Prince from the old TV show Chico and the Man. He was always media-friendly and always great with fans. I've had the pleasure of talking hockey with Chico, and, and I could talk hockey with him all day. A great goalie, 
was with the Islanders for their first cup team, then got traded during the 80-81 season to the old Colorado Rockies, who then became the Devils, and he finished out his career with the Flyers. Had a career goals against average of 3-2-2, and a career save percentage. Well, it, those statistics are <clears throat> not complete, so we're going to leave it at that. Big part of the Islanders' 75 magical playoff run. December 4th, 1976, at what was then the not-so-old barn, Islanders and Buffalo Sabres, Chico Resch in goal for the Isles, Jerry Desjardins, the ex-Islander, in goal for Buffalo, and the Islanders skate away with a 3-0 win, a 3 nothing win, 33 saves, and the shutout for Chico Resch, uh, two goals for Brian Trottier, Ed Westfall, and Billy McMillan, each with two assists, but a shutout for Chico Resch, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I want to thank everyone again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every dayers, tomorrow on the show, we'll have the latest trade rumors, free agency rumors, and Islanders news and notes. So make sure you join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.